0: Hello and welcome to Fantastic History. I'm Clay. I'm Sarah. We are a husband and wife duo who enjoy telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. Sarah. Yeah? Don't you hate it when you (laughs) remember a YouTube video or song, but you just can't find it? Yeah. Maybe you even remember the specific details, like you remember the name or the artist or both, but you still can't find it. Sure. Sure. Maybe it's gone, like like gone, gone. Okay. Like it never existed before. Weird. Well, maybe the song you enjoyed was hosted on MySpace, (gasps) that pre-Facebook social media site that once held our most embarrassing teenage thoughts. (laughs) It certainly did. It certainly did for a few of us. Yikes. Well, MySpace was also where a lot of musicians would upload their music because it was an easy place to host and you could reach a lot of people that way too. Sure. Well, in 2019, 2019, mind you, MySpace revealed that they had accidentally deleted all music uploaded to the site prior to 2015. Oh my God. Over 50 million songs deleted. That's a heartbreaking And since a lot of that music was uploaded by amateur musicians ten to fifteen years ago. Oh God. And those old, you know, e machine computers Mm -hmm. had been thrown out
1: years and years ago.
0: Many of those songs only existed on Myspace. That's terrible. It was the biggest loss of music in history.
1: Wow. Way to go, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. We're not friends anymore.
0: Today, I'm going to tell you about two of my favorite topics, movies Uh and lost media.
1: Oh, you love lost media.
0: I do. And I couldn't tell you why. Well, maybe I can (laughs) later on. But I, 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 I do love learning about lost media because, well, there is a lot of it.
1: I I just want to say for the listeners out there, he was literally talking to me about lost media about an hour ago while we were driving our kid around the neighborhood.
0: That's true. And I think I was was talking about it because I have been researching this for a while. So it's fresh in the brain.
1: You also talk about it a lot
0: anyway. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah. And it's not just movies or music either that gets lost. Sure. But I want to start with movies. Because lost film is probably the most interesting type of lost media. Sure. At least to me. Yeah. Did you know that the term movies came from the term motion pictures?
1: That makes sense.
0: Movies for short, just like when movies with sound were invented, they were called... Talkies. Talkies. Yeah. But the first movies were not what you and I would call exciting. (laughs) The first motion picture ever recorded, or at least the first one that we still have evidence of, was called Round Hay Garden Scene from 1888, which is a riveting two-second scene of people dancing on a lawn.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah. And if you want to go further back, you could say, uh, you know, the, the animation of the horse running famously yeah.
1: oh was, that was a zoetrope right
0: yeah the, the the and there's other things like that but those mm-hmm. are pictures in secession which technically is what a film is right but starting with with this one and and some other um you know uh, experiments around this time was the first time that it was actually motion picture okay as as, as we would come to know it sure the limits of the medium were not understood as hmm. evident by people dancing on a lawn for two, <laughs> for two seconds. But they would soon. In 1894, the first um, Kentoscope parlor opened in New York City. The kintoscope was a box the size of a podium that one person would look into and they would see a short film.
1: Oh, sure. I've seen those. Yeah. They have those at uh, Disney World at the train station.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they would see things like... Like a dance mm-hmm. or sport, sure, or, or or a scene from nature, or really just anything. The novelty of seeing a moving picture was so appealing that by 1896, the first movie theater opened on Canal Street in New Orleans.
1: Hell yeah! Oh man! So we need a musical cue for New Orleans, like we have for Massachusetts. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so just. I don't know what it would, I don't know what it would be. But think on that.
0: Yeah, let us know if you have any ideas. Yeah. As dedicated theaters were opening, the type of films shown were becoming a little more interesting than, for instance, workers leaving the Lumiere factory, <laughs> which was a real film.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was.
0: For like the kiss, which was the first on-screen kiss. That makes sense. Or the fairy of the cabbages, the first film with an actual narrative. And the first film directed by a woman. Oh, interesting. Very early on. Wow. But things started to get really exciting after the turn of the century. The first science fiction movie, A Trip to the Moon, by George Meles in 1902, is iconic and features state-of-the-art special effects. Mm -hmm. And that in the following years, The Great Train Robbery were massive successes and helped push movies away from just novelties to an art form. Most places you would watch films were not very comfortable, dedicated theaters, mm. but Nickelodeons.
1: Oh yeah!
0: Now, if you thought Nickelodeon was just a kids' channel, <laughs> now you know it's also a dirty, stinky room where they would, where people would just watch silent movies for a nickel.
1: I was gonna say, I think it it was like five cents, right? That's why it was called a Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, and, and, the, and the price probably changed with everyone, one, but that's the name that they went with. Right. You know. Then in 1915, D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation released.
1: Mm.
0: Horribly racist movie. Uh-huh. But it was the first big-budget Hollywood movie. First blockbuster.
1: Good job, guys.
0: No one had considered such a thing before movie theaters moved out of the Nickelodeons and into the big cushy movie palaces of the 1920s. You know, it, it was a, now it was like, Ooh, we're going to the movies. Yeah. We're going to the cinema.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like going to like a theater, like to see a Broadway production or something like this is an event.
0: Yeah. And, and as the movies get bigger with bigger budgets and, 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 and more extravagant, um, the theaters did, too. So so it, you, you, you would get dressed up. Mm-hmm. It'd be a very... Um, a lot of the theaters were very nice. Right. And as movie, movies became longer, more expensive, and more epic. Um, but the biggest thing that happened to movies since Round Hay Garden Scene happened in 1927. The Jazz Singer was released. The first <sighs> movie to feature sound. Mm-hmm. And within the first four, within within the next four years, silent movies were out, <laughs> pretty much done. The invention of talkies was very bad for silent movies,
1: as we learned from Singing in the Rain. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh-huh. Not just because people stopped making them, but also because they were perceived as having very little value. So these old reels containing thirty years of early cinema history became lost oh. over the years, mainly due to neglect. Mm. Because they were expensive to properly store safely, many film reels were intentionally destroyed, thrown out, recycled, or simply just not recovered by studios after their runs in theaters. Right. But even films that were intended to be preserved had some problems with that because of the nature of the physical film that was used. It was made out of nitrate. Oh. Which is known to deteriorate quickly under pretty much any condition unfavorable makes it worse but they've been known to deteriorate even in good conditions or survive even in bad conditions it's it it can pretty much go any way but isn't it very flammable well that was my next sentence oh well (laughs) i'm sorry
1: about that i've just seen inglorious bastards too many times
0: yes nitrate film is highly flammable very highly flammable in ca- in fact i i read and i think I- i'm I can't verify this that it it'll burn even when underwater
1: wow like you
0: can't stop it from burning even oh. with like sp- yeah dang you can stop it from spreading right to other things but once the film is on fire it's not going you can't put it out
1: wow yeah that's real flammable
0: very flammable Oof. very dangerous mm. And that brings us to the saddest part of this episode. In 1937, a fire broke out at the 20th Century Fox Film Storage Facility in Little Ferry, New Jersey. This facility was designed to store film, primarily from the silent era, in 48 separate fireproof vaults. Mm. So this fire was caused by a buildup of gas from the nitrate decomposition. Oh
1: my God.
0: And spontaneous combustion (gasps) from the state's heat wave
1: oh my god
0: now it was it was smart to have individual fireproof vaults Mm -hmm. however the fireproof vaults actually acted as bombs (gasps) oh my god because they the fire got in Mm -hmm. and they were not well ventilated Uh uh-huh so it just built up
1: oh until
0: they they would explode and shoot flames and debris across the residential neighborhood that <gasps> they were. the facility was in.
1: Oh, my God.
0: All of the films were destroyed. Well, yeah. Every single one stored there was destroyed. Oh,
1: my God.
0: The highest quality originals Fox produced prior to 1932 were destroyed.
1: That's unreal.
0: But even worse than that many of those films destroyed were the only known copies in existence.
1: Oh my god.
0: So it's shocking to believe, but entire director and actors filmographies were wiped out. Oh my god. There are directors and actors that we have no no films of anymore.
1: What a nightmare. Because
0: of this fire.
1: That's horrible. Yeah. Guys, back up
0: your data. Because because of the single fire, 75% of all Fox films, films before 1930 are completely lost now.
1: That is insane. Yeah. Wow. Then in
0: 1965, a fire broke out in Vault 7 at the MGM backlot in Culver City, California. Oh, boy. This one was caused by an electrical short, but... What was stored in vault 7? Well, you guessed it. Hundreds of priceless, only known copies of silent era and early sound films. <sighs>
1: My god.
0: And many of the films that were lost have become highly sought after. The holy grail of lost films is Lon Chaney's London After Midnight.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard about that.
0: Now we now thankfully we do have a lot of production stills mm-hmm. from the movie, lots and lots. Yeah. Um, so we can see what it was supposed to look like. but it makes it even more frustrating because when you see Lon Cheney's character whose mm-hmm. name is is the man in the beaver hat. Oh. it is haunting. Yeah, because he's he's playing a vampire. He's mm. un, He's undercover as a vampire., Yay! but when you see it, it is ha- a haunting ma- uh, uh, face. okay. And we'll put a picture on, on yeah. the Instagram. If you haven't seen it, but you you you, you probably have seen it because it's very famous. But it's probably lost forever now. The Library of Congress estimates that 75% of all silent era movies are completely lost. That's horrific. And Martin Scorsese's film foundation puts that number at a higher 90%.
1: Oh my God. Why?
0: Just estimates. Oh, gee whiz! And it's heartbreaking because film is an evolution of an art, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that you can go back and see in real time. You can see the first time someone used a cut in a movie. Oh, wow! You would think you 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 would think some things are obvious, right? But it, it was it was absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You can see the first cut. You can see the first time someone actually moved the camera.
1: Oh my! That's so weird to think
0: about. Because a lot, a lot, a lot of the early films were treated like a stage play. Like you're watching, like you were an audience member watching the stage. Yeah. The idea of like panning the, the the camera or moving it in any way was not really realized until a little bit later on. That's so bizarre. You can see the first time special effects were used, or the first time someone did a close up. And then you can see how later directors would use those discoveries and make their own progress all leading up to the advancements we're still making today. Right. But a lot of those firsts you'll never see. Because the footage is gone. That's horrible. And some of these lost films contained unique footage that can never be recreated. Right. For instance, Saved from the Titanic from 1912 was filmed 31 days after the sinking. What? And starred Dorothy Gibson, who is an actual survivor of the Titanic sinking. What? This is this is real. Oh. Um but it's been lost.
1: <sighs> I've had it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've we're, had it. We're only getting started. Mm. And speaking of movies that push the line, because Saved by the Titanic was considered exploitative yeah yeah i can see that cleopatra from 1917 the most elaborate and expensive movie ever made at the time with huge sets and costumes and and extras glorious it was also a very uh, it was also a very risque film mm-hmm um, with Barra in the leading role portraying a very sexual Cleopatra in very revealing c- costumes.
1: I've seen. Oh, my gosh. Sorry to derail. <laughs> I have seen um, a photo shoot where Marilyn Monroe recreated Thetabara as Cleopatra. Yeah. Oh, it's spicy. Yeah.
0: And especially, and especially for the time.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1917, you said? Yeah. Forget
0: it. That's wild. But unfortunately, the last copies were destroyed in the 1937 Fox Vault Fire, Ugh. and only very short clips of the film remain.
1: That's crazy.
0: But what makes Lost Film interesting is not the fact that these that, that there are films that are lost forever. It's interesting, but it's not what makes it fun. It's the fact that sometimes these can be rediscovered. Oh. In 2017, a film was found at an estate sale in Louisiana. It was a film from 1898 called Something Good Negro Kiss. And it was the first on-screen kiss of two African Americans. Whoa. From 1898. What? Possibly the first film ever, the first film of a kiss of any minority group. And it's notable because, as we were mentioning other things earlier, it is not racist. (laughs) That's it's, incredible. It's just two people kissing. Wow. And we just found it in 2017. That's insane. That is insane to think about. I know. And
1: you said it was just like somebody just had it in Louisiana.
0: It was. It was part of an estate sale. Weird. You'll find this a lot. People don't know what they have. Yeah. There was. This isn't in the script. There. There was a. There was a. Uh, I, I can't remember when it was found. 80s or 90s, but someone purchased a reel in the 50s and they didn't know that it was a lost film at the time. Mm-hmm. They just had it. Um, I'm not, I, I, I can't remember if they passed away and someone discovered it in their belongings or if they finally went through their stuff and discovered it, but it turned out to be the first movie of Frankenstein. Whoa! From
1: 1910. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. That was considered lost for decades and decades oh my god so people just don't know what they have sometimes (laughs) right yeah so another cool find was in 1992 it was the 1916 version of snow white wow and what makes this one notable is that it is the film that a young walt disney saw hell yeah and was inspired to make his own version of a couple of decades later
1: Mm.
0: and now we can see The movie that inspired him. That's so weird. Right? That's so weird. Some lost films were rediscovered in unexpected ways, like The Passion of Joan of Arc from 1928, which is considered a masterpiece, was thought to be lost, completely lost, until 1981, when it was discovered at the uh, Dickmark Mental Institution in Norway.
1: What? In a
0: janitor's closet. Why? Yeah. (laughs) no one knows why cool no one has any idea why
1: wow okay but it was there that's odd that's an unusual place to keep it
0: (laughs) then you have what uh some people uh, consider to be not just the greatest silent movie ever made but one of the greatest movies ever made period fritz lang's metropolis oh yeah 1927 a dystopian science fiction epic full of gothic futuristic cityscapes and a golden android. It was never fully lost, but the available copies were poor quality Mm. and incomplete. Yeah, uh, Replacing long stretches of the film with a title card. Right. Well, title cards. So a collaborative effort of film preservationists worked together, known copies and, and put everything together to create a full copy of the film. This happened over the course of 40 years. and Various people were taking on the task here and there, so there were different versions of it. Um, but there were, they were always missing a large chunk. Right. And it was never a very good quality. Um, but then in 2010, a 16-millimeter negative of the original was found in Argentina. Wow. Including those missing scenes.
1: Wow.
0: So now we have a nearly complete... With only a, only a couple of scenes still lost, but a nearly complete and much more beautiful copy of the greatest film in history.
1: I, okay, but let me let's put a pin in that. If you believe that Metropolis is the greatest film ever made, please get in touch. Um, feel free to address the email to me. I would like to have a discussion about how
0: pretentious you are. I am going to be emailing. Uh, you are
1: on. not
0: no the greatest movie ever made is obviously avengers endgame no it's i tanya <laughs> <laughs> it is i
1: Tonya, i will not be argued with <laughs>
0: like with london after midnight some of all the remains of lost films are production stills because mm-hmm. they were very common for pu- publicity sure but in some cases part of the film is preserved in unexpected or accidental ways oh the Cat Creeps is a universal horror movie from 1930, and all prints are currently lost. Oh. However, we do have some footage of the movie because it was used in a 1932 comedy film called Boo.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, it's it was partially saved by accident.
1: That's so weird. So, why... Do you know why it was in... Like why they use part of it in a comedy when it was meant to be a horror movie?
0: Well, I think I think this the movie Boo is like a uh, mystery science theater type movie. Oh, wow. So they replaced the audio with jokes?
1: Oh my god. That's amazing.
0: So they use real footage from the movie but made it but but put it in a comical scenario.
1: I can't believe we've been doing that for 90 years. Oh man. That is incredible to learn.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool, yeah? I love that. I've spent a lot of time talking about lost film from the silent era, but because that's where a lot of the lost film is. Mm -hmm. But there's been a a lot of lost media, even in our modern times. That's so weird. For example, there are currently, and famously, 97 lost episodes of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. That was the the first
1: thing I thought of.
0: And a lot of those episodes are critical. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, um, what what was it called again? Rejuvenation,
1: regeneration.
0: The first regeneration.
1: Oh man, is lost. That's <sighs> I can't really talk about that. I'm
0: very distraught. The master tapes were likely destroyed or taped over to save money.
1: Yep, that's. I think that's the thing that I've heard um, was happened to most of the last episode of of Doctor Who. They just taped over them.
0: Yeah um recycling tapes happens all the time and happened all the time knock it off sometimes that uh, and sometimes taping over something important was accidental that is just th- like
1: in i Tanya.
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of an inside joke just watch the movie <laughs> oh please watch the, movie. It's the greatest movie of all time it's so good um that's why today we don't have the original apollo 11 moon tapes
1: i'm sorry are you guys shitting me right now? I am not. Somebody taped over the moon landing.
0: Yes, the originals were likely accidentally <sighs> recycled in the eighties. My God! So today, the the moonwalk footage we have is is pretty grainy. Oh yeah, because they're not the original data tapes; they are recorded from rebroadcasts. I'm sorry. I'm speechless. Yeah. I hope somebody
1: got fired.
0: Well, probably not.
1: I understand that everybody was on cocaine in the eighties, <laughs> but like, slow it down with like historical footage.
0: Yeah. That's...
1: Oh, I accidentally taped over the Sabruder <laughs> film. Now we'll never know about the second shooter. Come on.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I know. In modern times, it's it's harder to lose media though. Unless you're MySpace, I guess. Unless you're MySpace, because it's 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 uh, primarily digital. Right. So it's easier to make copies, but it still happens. Mm-hmm. Toy Story Two was almost lost late uh, into production. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you know the story?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So,
0: so an animator accidentally deleted the movie, <laughs> and he deleted it off of Pixar's servers. <laughs> So everyone was working on it, and all of a sudden, they got an error that said, uh, "This movie doesn't exist anymore." Oh my god! So, and, and it was, and it was two years of work. Uh huh. That could have been completely lost, mm-hmm. but thankfully, the technical director um, had been working remotely. Oh my and, God! And and she had a copy saved on her computer.
1: Oh my God! And she
0: is the only reason <laughs> that it was saved.
1: <clears throat> oh boy!
0: Yeah, it's it's wild.
1: How about that person got fired?
0: Actually, you know what? She got fired this year.
1: Are you serious?
0: As part of uh, layoffs.
1: I'm not talking about the person who said that. I'm talking about the one who deleted it. Oh, no, they're fine. Are you serious? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is messed up.
0: Yeah. Now, the opposite happened in uh, 2014. Well, kind of the opposite. Let me explain. They accidentally made Toy Story 3. They accidentally <laughs> made it. DreamWorks had completed work on a film called Boo. Oh. Bureau of Otherworldly Operations. It was set for a summer 2015 release, mm. but was pushed to avoid competition with Pixar's Inside Out. Smart. Very common. Yeah. But then it was removed from the release calendar entirely, and it has never been added back. Oh. So it was clearly far enough in development to receive a release date, um, but also merchandise was Whoa. prepared. Whoa. So, I used to work at a toy company, Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing design documents for this movie. Oh, weird. But now it's considered a lost film. Do we know why? No. Uh, No. Okay, cool. Uh, In the same vein, in 2022. Uh, Excuse me. Last year. Warner Brothers canceled several films after they were completely finished as a tax write-off.
1: I'm so upset.
0: This includes the star-studded $90 million Batgirl movie.
1: I'm furious.
0: Starring Leslie Grace, Michael Keaton, Mm -hmm. J.K. Simmons, and Brendan Fraser. I'm furious about this. And yeah, so these films aren't technically lost
1: well, or did but, they tape over it to make The Flash, which nobody's going to see because Ezra Miller is the worst human on the planet?
0: Well, that does have Michael Keaton in it.
1: I mean, yeah, but...
0: But, but it could have been not his first return into the Batsuit. Yeah. Um. Well, they're not lost, but we may never see them. So they may as well be lost.
1: It's so obnoxious.
0: Yeah. So there are a lot of reasons that movies and television programs can be lost that we've covered. Mm-hmm. But there's also another reason we haven't covered, and it's dark. Oh, some pieces of film or video are lost because they have been destroyed due to the nature of what was captured. Oh, for example. Oh, in on July 15th, 1974, uh, Christine Chubbuck was presenting the evening news. On Suncoast Digest, when after the third story, she said this to the audience, TV 40 presents what is believed to be a television first, in living color, exclusive coverage of an attempted suicide. (gasps) Ma'am. She then drew a revolver, put it to her ear, and fired.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yep. Her suicide was seen live.
1: Oh my God.
0: And recorded on the station's master tape.
1: Oh my God!
0: Yeah,
1: it was real, madam. Yeah. Oh no!
0: And the tape was given to her family. Are you so- be- at their request? Oh, <laughs> not as like a not as a threat. <laughs> oh my God! The tape was the, the original was given to the family, and the mm-hmm. family claimed to have destroyed it. Right. And there's no currently no known footage of it, right? Anymore. Oh my god! And and it's unlikely anyone was recording it at home in '74. Yeah. Other examples of footage being destroyed mm. or lost due to the content, the basement tapes from the Columbine shooters.
1: Oh god! Oh no, no. Right. Uh, nobody needs to see that. That's fine.
0: The footage of Brandon Lee being shot and killed. Oh
1: field. god.
0: And the footage of Steve Irwin's death. I uh, all these are were filmed mm-mm. and currently not available, likely destroyed forever.
1: I really hope so. I always forget that Steve was filming. Yeah, I always forget that. Um, I think I just delete that footage from my brain because it's too much. Like I'm still very broken up about that, and it's yeah. been over twenty years. <laughs>
0: Well, I just wanted to hit a few other examples of lost pieces, lost pieces of other types of media that mm-hmm. I find interesting. Uh, okay, the Yongle Encyclopedia was commissioned by the Yongle Emperor in China, um, in um, the fourteen hundreds. Oh wow! And when it was completed, it contained twenty two thousand nine hundred thirty seven manuscript rolls or chapters. Oh. In eleven thousand ninety five volumes.
1: Oh, my.
0: And today, only 800 chapters remain. What? About three and a half percent of the original.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And the original encyclopedia was so vast that only one other encyclopedia has ever surpassed it. Wikipedia. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you can imagine.
1: Uh-huh. What wow. I couldn't. I I had no idea what you were gonna say. I was like, "Oh my god, for real!" This man comes at me with Wikipedia. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was very large. Yeah, we do know that we do not have a complete copy of the Epic of Gilgamesh, or okay. Beowulf. Sure, or the epics of the Trojan Cycle. Mm. And we'll never I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: And we'll never know what other literature and stories of those times or long before that we never got to see.
1: Well, like the library at Alexandria. Yeah. Forget it. Like everything was lost.
0: Yeah. So we don't, there could be stuff that we have no idea was ever written down at all.
1: (sighs) Well, I have, I have one and this is something I read many years ago and It feels wrong to be upset about it, given the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But the World Trade Center had a lot of safety deposit boxes. Yeah. And in one of those safety deposit boxes were unpublished photographs and home movies of Marilyn Monroe's Mm. that had been bought in an auction. And, of course, were destroyed in the September 11th attacks. Yeah. So there's even stuff like that that we, like, again, would have no idea about because it was, you know, private footage from, yeah. like, a, a public figure or whatever, you know, that have been destroyed in really unexpected ways. And, of course, that's the last thing you're ever going to think about when something like 9-11 happens. So it's something, like, it's lost and people don't even really know that it's lost.
0: Yeah yeah side effects yes right yeah yeah that, that is pretty shocking yeah um in the, in the time of streaming mm-hmm. stuff can be quote-unquote lost if it's removed from a streaming service and not available any other way so for example there was a service called uh Quibi.
1: Uh, I was thinking about Quibi this morning. I never saw it. I never saw it, but I follow Sophie Turner on Instagram Uh and I remember she had a show on Quibi.
0: So, um, Quibi went, uh, went, (laughs) it, it arrived and disappeared in 2020. Yeah. Um, it tried to specialize in short form entertainment for people on the go. It's idea was instead of watching a 40 minute or an hour long show, Watch a 10-minute show mm-hmm. because you don't have a lot of time. Perfect for new parents. Pretty good idea. Yeah. And, of course, it had to release in 2020 Uh huh. when nobody was going anywhere.
1: Yeah. We had all the time in the world, guys.
0: Yes. So it, it, it failed mm-hmm. spectacularly. Oh, yeah. And with it, a lot of the original content has disappeared. Oh. Now, it is possible that it will be released by Roku, who purchased Quibi. Interesting. But it's been years since... They said they were going to release this original content. And only a small portion has been released on the Roku channel. Interesting. And the fate of the rest, we don't know. Whoa. So that that stuff could one day be released or maybe not. I wonder if you could get it from somewhere like, I don't know, Pirate Bay. Well, that's the thing. It could be. Mm -hmm. But someone has to have it to copy. Right. Right.
1: But if they had it, cause so was Quibi a paid service? Uh, yeah. So I bet it is on Pirate Bay because a lot of the things that end up on there, it's you know to get around paywalls and stuff, right? So if some like one person subscribes to Quibi, they can get all of it, and then you know.
0: Well, that's that's generally true as long as there's someone who takes the time to do it, right? But in some cases, like there are there are there are shows from Quibi that are not available anywhere, right? Even online
1: that's weird
0: yeah it's very strange even some video games have been lost oh okay so a large number of web-based video games from the 2000s are lost because the websites are either gone or the original code for those games were not released so and they can't be recovered by things like the wayback machine oh so those games you can't play anymore and you can't even see weird But I guess an interesting question to kind of conclude on is, is this a big deal? Sure, finding the complete Yonkel encyclopedia would be an incredible amount of historical information and value. Mm -hmm. And finding some of these lost films would have a significant cultural value. Mm -hmm. But what about, say, someone's garage band from 1995 that only produced 20 CDs for their friends? Or a story that somebody wrote and shared with a few people on their blog and they got deleted. Oh, so me. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are common examples of lost media. Yeah. You know, happens all the time. Yeah. But do they matter? Well, we apply value to anything and often we don't know if something's going to become valuable until that thing is already gone. Mm-hmm. Like, what if that garage band turned out later to be the killers? Right. Or that story or that... Story that on that blog was written by Suzanne Collins. Not the senator. Right. I said Suzanne.
1: I know. I just want to clarify <laughs> for like everybody listening. Like we do not care about anything she's ever written. Right. We're talking about Suzanne from like the Hunger Games. Yes.
0: Then we apply a greater value to those things.
1: hmm
0: And with the, with the internet being where literally anyone can put their content, uh, you never know what's going to be given value later on. Mm-hmm. So current lost media message boards and Discord channels are finding and rediscovering lost media all the time. Yeah. Whether it be an old video or a cartoon, maybe a webcomic, or even a commercial. And sometimes they are not missing at all. For instance, one group was looking for a commercial with a description of it taking place during a baby shower. And one of the women changed into something demonic and scary. And that's all they had to go off of. Okay, Just somebody remembering something from... 20 years ago sure well it turned out to not be lost at all it was in it was found in an old commercial compilation on youtube uploaded in 2011 wow so it wasn't lost but the people the the, the only people who assigned value to it couldn't find it
1: right so
0: was it just as good as lost
1: Mm -hmm.
0: the internet archive which runs the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. has been archiving internet pages back as far as 1996. And it currently has archived more than 800 billion web pages. Wow. Many, many web pages archived on the Wayback Machine only exist there now. The original websites are long shut down, pages deleted or changed. And if the Wayback Machine were to go down, it would be the equivalent of a digital vault fire.
1: Oh, my God. That's something I never even considered might happen. Yeah. Great.
0: And I'm just happy to be here at a time when we have access to all this content. So much content, not just from the time the internet was invented, but access to pretty much all content that has survived throughout history. We can read the epic of Gilgamesh in bed (laughs) or watch a trip to the moon while riding in a car or listen to music composed a thousand years ago. While sitting on the toilet.
1: (laughs) Is that what you do? Yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: (laughs) We can also watch a cartoon that we saw when we were a little child and bring back those nostalgic feelings that we forgot about.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's why I like lost media and found media. Because it's our collective search for our past. Right. It may be lost and largely forgotten, but it can also be rediscovered. So if you enjoy this topic, I highly recommend checking out the Lost Media Wiki, where I got a lot of this information. You should also check out the YouTube channel, Leave it to George, who uploads great content about Lost Media. Very interesting stuff. And please watch some of those old silent movies, because they're really cool. And if you haven't, please subscribe to us (laughs) on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at FantasticHPod on both. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or comments, we are FantastichistoryPod at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye.